From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast, featuring Patrice Kelly. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. I'm Christopher Norton. I will probably say this to the detriment of my own career, but I genuinely believe that everyone can be creative. There isn't creative people and non-creative people, but like everything else, it is a muscle that you can develop over time. Creativity is not always just a flash of brilliance. And I could not be more excited to welcome our guest today, Patrice Kelly from Snappy Kraken, to talk about this very thing. Welcome. How you doing? I'm good. I'm 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 well, and I'm going to embarrass myself off of uh, the bat here because I was about to say your title, and then I realized I didn't know what it was. <laughs> if it was creative director or some other vo- version of that, it is chief creative officer. It is chief creative officer. That just sounds even more badass. So, <laughs> um, my hypothesis that I threw out, um at the top of the show, our own job security aside, do you agree or disagree with my general idea? I mean, I I would agree. I mean, I think everybody has levels of being able to learn and develop something that, I mean, everyone won't be able to do it to the same extent as like, you know, there's tennis players that'll never be as great as Serena, but they, they are able to learn tennis and learn it well so that dream i have of playing roger federer uh <laughs> would not go how i wanted to in my head probably not but you know you could try <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't try i would just stand there and watch the ball go by um but i what brought me to this whole conversation is i've 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 met advisors who have said the phrase, oh, I'm just not creative. And so they don't think of themselves as capable of being able to promote their business in interesting ways. And to a degree, that that can be a good self-awareness, right? I need a company like Snappy Kraken, just like I need a, a company like Potomac for those parts of my business. Sure. But just because you're working with Potomac does not mean you are not bringing your own smart financial mind to guide the process. Just like working with a company like Snappy or anyone else, you shouldn't also be thinking about your own perspective and the way you know your specific clients and using that creativity to elevate the work even further. So I asked you here today so that we could talk about your creative process. What do you do for yourself to start thinking about an idea or prepare your team to brainstorm a new campaign because unfortunately it isn't usually just we need a campaign got it here we go um i think that's happened to me once in my whole career and it was recently actually when we did this uh bull bear bourbon to um, oh yeah to to do the 20th anniversary, our, our chief growth officer was like, Hey, you know, we should be proponing this. And I was like, I don't know. What do you do for 20 years? It's like paper anniversary or something dumb. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what age is well in 20 years. And I was like, 
bourbon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I, you know, I always tell people like creative is not a light switch, right? Like, sure, we work nine to five, but I don't wake up in the morning and at nine o'clock I sit down at my desk and I'm like, boom, I'm about to have all the ideas in the world. So, I mean, I think it's, it's really about like, freedom. And I think a lot of like, especially when it comes to advisors, like, I think they're caged by what they think creative should be. And and when you start caging your mind like that, well, then you can't do the thing that allows you to see all the options and see all the different ways you can like tackle a problem. So for, for me, one of those really things, one of those big things I've had to learn over my career is is really being able to say, you have to give it time, <laughs> you have to give it patience, you have to have a a, a, a way of wusa, and and it will come. Like I've had some of my best ideas. Like my creative director Lindsay will tell you, like I'll take a nap or something, and like boom, I've got ideas. And that's like it's because like your brain is allowed to rest and and really like come up with these things. So I've never heard it articulated quite like that before with this idea of freedom because it's so true. People think I've got to be creative in this way, and I, one of the things that I've, I've talked about with my own team is the idea of like, you know, when you're having a brainstorming meeting, like just do it in your regular space. Like you don't need to have an offsite or you don't need to like, cause if you train your brain that way, then you're going to be like, well, I can't be creative at home. Cause that's not yep. where I have my meetings. And I yep. would say the converse of that, to your point about taking a nap, like if I'm stuck or. I can't figure something out or I don't know how to make that next leap. I'll just say, Fuck it. I'm going for a hike right now. It's two yep. o'clock in the afternoon and I'm going to get outside and clear my head. And sometimes I won't even be thinking about the problem. I'll be listening to a podcast and I'll be like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that I mean, you know, like that's the thing really is is you have to be able to release yourself uh, from the pressure of having mm -hmm. to deliver on the idea. And I think that is one, especially like, you know, all the designers and creatives out there listening, like, you know, that was the hardest thing in the beginning of my career, because I always felt like there's like a little time thing on my show, like, like you better come up with something like right now. And I remember in the beginning uh, when I was a production artist, um, I couldn't even do work at work. I was, I felt so pressured to come up with great ideas by the end of the day. It stressed me out so bad. I could only work at night <laughs> when I went home. So it, yeah. it just, and along the way, it's like you have to build that trust with yourself that like, OK, the ideas will come. So, you, you know, like and, and it's a hard it's a hard road to to travel down and get over. But as it relates to the financial industry, um, especially with me and my team, I, I really challenge them like we don't look at anything in the financial industry, not like one thing, campaign, like nothing. It's like, I want y'all to go look at Nike, 
you know, Gatorade, like whatever. And I think it's like, um, you, you know, you look at all of those things outside and then what you do is you wrap those huge ideas in the safety of the actual industry. So then you can find the, the out there things and then shape and mold it into this idea that will be relative to your audience, but not alienate them. So that that's that's the that's the, a lot of the exercise that we do, like what we're going through with Jolt. Like we're we're thinking way outside the box, and then incrementally we're like, okay, let's do it this way for advisors. Let's make sure, like, how are they going to interpret that? How are they going to see it? Okay, let's let's shave off this side of the idea. Let's let's carve that down until we have something that is is really like tight in concept to what the audience needs to to do and see. I think I think there's two things there that I want to pick apart a little bit because they're I think they're so important. The first being look outside the industry, right? Like you hear people say, oh, I want to see what other advisors are doing. No, I don't. <laughs> Those <laughs> advisors are doing that. Go look at what other similar types of businesses with similar types of 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 clients what, what kinds of things are they doing and what can you learn? And I think that the second piece of that then that you said about, you know, refining, I think that intimidates people from time to time because they're like, okay, well, you know, um, I don't have the budget that Range Rover has to market or I don't have a Nike budget. So why would I even look at these things? Because it's not relevant to what I'm capable of doing. And I don't think that's true because I think you can deconstruct the messaging and the way they're presenting it and bring that down into something that you can actually do yourself. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, is constraints are really where all the creativity is. Like people see, like people think that creative is all about like having all the shackles taken off for sure. That is like one side of it, but the constraints are really what forces you to be like, okay, how can I do this? Like that's the challenge for me. Like, I feel like being a designer is about a a challenge. How can I do that thing? How can I mimic what they did for this industry over here? Like, I don't know how, but let's just start putting down all the ideas, all the craziness, all the out there, and then really start saying, okay, like, this is how I can do this. And, and, and before you know it, like, you end up with something that is just like, oh, like, it really like, puts down the food chain and, and drives you into like that singular idea and topic that you really wanted to, to speak about. I think that's such an important differentiation between what people perceive to be creative and, and, and the, the exercise of brainstorming. Mm, like, mm. I, like I genuinely believe that when you're brainstorming, everything is on the table. I don't care how crazy it is. I don't care if you're worried about, you know, regulatory issues, just like put everything aside and brainstorm because you never know what you're going to come up with that will lead to the idea. Like Mm -hmm. your first idea might just be so completely far out there that it's impossible, but that might inspire the next idea that is something you can't actually do. Yeah. I mean, 
there's another part of like brainstorming that's crucial is like you get out all the expected ideas too. Like, and that's one of the things that I think is a is a benefit inside. Like when you're working inside, like we'll deem it a non-creative industry. When you're when you're working inside an industry like that, you want to go like just like I, I said before, like there's nothing wrong with those ideas that are expected. It's just that if you know what your target is, is to catch attention, to keep attention, well, then you have to say, okay, what is the next idea down the line? And like, I know like word trees, I love me some word trees. So like, you know, you start putting out all the words and all the, the words that connect to those words. And then you start drawing a line and a path to that idea. And then that's how like, because, what are we? We're storytellers, right? How are you telling the story through your idea? So like when you start connecting those two paths, that's how you get to this 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 idea that is really like, oh, wow, I would have never thought of it like that. But here it is. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Do you find that um, <clears throat> as... I don't know the makeup of your team, so I'm making some sure, assumptions sure. here. But have you found over time that the more your team does this, I don't want to say the better they are at it, but the way they're able to interact with each other, the way they're able to take one idea and jump to the next, that that has evolved over time? Oh, yeah. Okay. Especially when um, – so – it's, it's, it's been difficult to actually hire designers because, you know, you hear the financial industry and you're like, don't nobody want to do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? I'm not going to spend the rest of my life doing a layout for uh, <laughs> spreadsheets. Like I'm with the ass. old couple sitting in there. At <laughs> yeah. um, but, but so it's been hard. So when I, when I do find designers in, I, I have to, it's almost like a process of like, come here, baby. It's okay. We're not going to do it like everybody else. It's okay. So, so it's like, you know, like. Martina, I, I want that as a gift. That, that, <laughs> what she did right there. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a moment we're going to save. Um, but yeah, it's like bringing them in and allowing them the, the free, again, that word freedom, the freedom and comfort of like, we are doing this different. You can think about things differently. And then providing them that safe space to have all the ideas, to come up with all the things. And then them seeing the execution of the things we do and the way like I kind of go to bat for creative allows them to say, okay, you know, I can bring these outlandish ideas here because I know, you know, like there's also like a safe space that has to be built for creatives. Like I, I talked to them also about like when you're pitching an idea to a person that is numbers oriented or something like that, you have to know your audience, right? Like you cannot go in there, you cannot talk to them the same way that you talk to me, right? Like, you have to be able to relate to them and the things that matter to them. So, so I think along the way, it it has gotten, we'll say, I will say easier, easier because as that comfort comes along, they have the the space to just be like, I'm gonna just be free and wild and out there. 
um, and know that their ideas are safe within this space to be able to, you know, work them or not work them or, you know, shout out an idea or put out an idea that we're all like, yeah, that sucks. I'm like, you know, like, like I'll put it out there. I'll put out something. I'm like, yeah, that's probably one that's going in the trash, but we're just going to leave that there like the creators have to have a safe space to fail too you know and that that's not the side that you want to show to you know like robert when you're pitching an idea to him <laughs> or something like that but with me you're safe yeah. you know yeah 100 well and i i think all of that just highlights even more why i believe this is so important for advisors because just like they bring their you know I always say, no one knows your clients better than you. No one knows your clients and your prospective clients better than you. So just like you bring your expertise to help guide model creation and the types of investment strategies that are used because it's specific to them, you can bring your own creativity to elevate your marketing, no matter whom you are working with, because you know that audience so well. I want to ask you, outside of a snappy Kraken campaign. What is your favorite ad or campaign of all time? I can go first if you want. Hmm. I think the one, okay, I'll just say the immediate thing that came to my head because a lot ran through, but there was this monster.com Super Bowl commercial in which and it might have been like combined with where I was at at the time, but it started out with the the boardroom, the like CEO, the wood grain, the rich, the deer in the deer head. <laughs> and he's like laying back on his, you know, with his feet up in this rich, lavish office. And then it pans around <laughs> to the worker in the back in this copy, this dingy copy room, and there's the deer butt. <laughs> and it was like, it was just this music, like this, and then it comes back around, and then all you hear is the copy machine in the background, and this guy just like, and it's like, need a new job? Oh, I mean, that's brilliant. Like, that I just, is really it, it good. made the point. God, talk about capturing oh, the emotion oh. of like, your audience, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I love really it. I've good. never forgotten that ad my whole life. It was like, <laughs> yes, I need a new job. <laughs> oh, man. So what's well, it seems here? to have led you to a good place. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, like you, I have a lot of favorites for a lot of different reasons, but I think one of my top, if not the top, it's an, it's an Apple ad but it isn't one that you would expect. It's literally 30 seconds of people taking pictures. We could probably, between the two of us, jump on a stock videography site and recreate the ad in 12 minutes. Like, it's mm -hmm. very simple. Mm -hmm. It just shows people taking pictures and video with the iPhone in a bunch of different settings. It's beautiful. I mean, it's Apple, so it's very yeah. well done, and there's beautiful yeah. music in the background. But at the end of the ad there's a voiceover that comes on and it makes one statement every day more photos are taken with the iphone than any other camera mm. not any other phone not any other personal device any other camera 
So in that one statement, they elevate the entire company to the world's leading photography organization. Forget Canon and Nikon and all the giants that have been forever. It's now Apple. And that, to me, was just such a mic drop ad of how much our world has changed. Yes. I have never forgotten it. Um, to it's me, so I think it it's so simple, but it's so good. And to me, that's always like, how can you refine the idea down to the simplest expression of what has changed? Because they could have spent those 30 seconds saying, over the past hundred years, we've gone from a place where, you, <laughs> you know, but they didn't. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't have to. Yeah. And I love that. It's like, you know, like going back to that concept, like you said a few minutes ago about like people think they have to have this huge budget and that all this like that didn't take a huge budget. Like, nope. so really, it's nope. about the story. Right. Like, yeah. how, how can you tell the story in the quickest, most powerful way? And that's that's where it really is. Like, again, people get really overwhelmed with what they think creative should be or how it should play out and all of those things and it doesn't have that so what's your favorite snappy cracking campaign that you've worked on Ooh, you're asking the hard questions um i'm gonna have to say the retiring in certain in uncertain times in which we um built it like a horror movie thing um, and it's one of my favorites. We actually won a Davy Award for it, but it's one of my favorites because Angel, our CMO, and Robert, of course, our CEO, was totally like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh like, really? Yeah. Um, but, but me and um, the, the content uh, director of content at the time, uh, we talked it over, we pitched it, we we uh, talked to them about why we thought, you know, how we're um, hanging on um, people's emotions here. Like people go to like horror movies, they really want to be able to survive. We're, we're, we're tugging on things right here that will be really resonating to people. And so they went with it on a leap of faith and it was one of a really high open high open email rate campaign. I mean, like we got so many like testimonials from advisors about how great it was. So it was, it's one of those things where really like creative is not like, I, and I, I say this a lot, like, you know, it's not like this, just this layer of pretty that you put over things. Like it's, it's strategic. Like it's very thought out. It's we're really, you know, aesthetic choices, color choices, photo choices. They're purposefully, you know, thought about to invoke a reaction or, you know, out of a customer, out of a member. And like when you start really understanding that that's the purpose of what creative is, you can kind of start getting out of the way of like being like, oh, well, I just need this to look pretty. It's not art, it's design. No, that's, that's, I think, very well said. And I think something that our industry, I think, has evolved in the many years that I've been doing this, you know, when I first started, it was everything needs to say everything about everything, every marketing piece ever. Right. Yes. And, and then I, I think I've seen that evolve over the years, but to your point now, it's like, what well, it just has to look good. As long as it looks good, it is creative. And yeah. 
progress, but <laughs> but but <laughs> when you can make an emotional connection with somebody and they're like, oh yeah, I, yeah. I feel that. Um, yeah, that's, that's when they're gonna when, remember it. That's when they're gonna remember it, and that's when it becomes genuinely impactful. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think. I think our the favorite campaign that I have that we've done here at Potomac is for that that reason. I think of all the things that we've done, it's probably the one that made the biggest emotional impact. Mm. It was at the height of the pandemic. Everything we were doing was canceled and we were trying to come up with a way to, um, you know, do something memorable for, for our TAMP union when we mm-hmm. launched it. And so we knew we wanted to focus on our customer service because that's that's what we hold up as mm-hmm. as how we are different. And so we created a series of ads where people are stuck on hold. And it's just that experience of mm-hmm. going through a phone menu, getting stuck. And uh. they're really short. They're all like less than 60 seconds. We did them all remote. I did the voiceover. Um and then everybody in the company at the time made an ad and they were really funny. And, and we got that. such great feedback for that. And it was really fun for me too, because I got to, I got to be that annoying, like phone guy. And like, <laughs> I intentionally said Manisha's name wrong and like stuff that like an automated system would do. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like that, I loved that. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the sexiest thing we've ever done. It isn't the wildest thing we've ever done. Mm-hmm. But from an emotional connection standpoint, people would watch those and go, oh, I've been that guy. Yep. I don't ever yep. want to be that guy again. <laughs> uh, yes. I love that. I mean, you know, I I talk a lot about in, inside the company about like the, the purpose of creative and really, you know, like if, if it looks good, but then it doesn't connect with anybody, then it's not good design. It's not good creative. So, 100%. Well, I think that is a great place to wrap this up. Thank you so much for being generous with your time and insight and knowledge. And hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone who watched. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, do all those YouTube things. And we will see you back soon. Potomac Fund Management is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This information is prepared for general information only and should not be considered as individual investment advice nor as a solicitation to buy or offer to sell any security. This material does not constitute any representation as to the suitability or appropriateness of any investment advisory program or security. Please visit our disclosure page, potomacfund.com disclosures, for more information. Potomac does not make any representation or warranties as to the accuracy, timeliness, suitability, completeness, or relevance of any information prepared by any unaffiliated third party, whether linked to the Potomac website or incorporated herein, and takes no responsibility for any of this information. The views of Potomac are subject to change, and Potomac is under no obligation to notify you of any changes. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy will be profitable or equal to any historical performance level.